there's a stuckness. Communication has lagged. People are spread too thin. They don't know how to get out of their own way. Those are the types of things that we solve. And it's not immediate. So these are companies that really recognize and individuals in companies that understand the power of taking the time, building some really good habits and being able to leverage what's good without starting over. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners build their business after a long career as an employed professional. We believe you should be able to do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with the managing partner of Red Direction, Jess Duell. In today's episode, you'll learn how to get out of your own way when communication is lagging and people are spread too thin. Stay with us to hear all the details. Are you building a community? Check out Circle, the all-in-one community platform for creators and brands. Bring together engaging discussions, members, live streams, chat, events, and memberships all in one place, all under your own brand. Circle is the platform we use in the Smashing the Plateau community. I love the way Circle puts your people, discussions, and content all in one place. Get a free 14-day trial of Circle at smashingtheplateau.com slash circle. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash circle. Now let's welcome Jess Duell. Jess charts courses for resilient, growth-oriented companies. She is a consensus builder, culture advocate, and operational executive with more than two decades of business experience. Sometimes you simply require a little help to spark that business motor into a rip-roaring mode of priority setting, problem solving, and goal attainment to maximize effort. Working closely with Jess, you learn to ask the right questions and think effectively on your feet. Jess is nationally recognized for her understanding that the interplay of constraints and growth are where achievement happens. Jess is a strategic business advisor and facilitator of the CEO Infusion Mastermind, Fast Track Your Business, and producer of the Bold Business Podcast. Jess, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, David. I am so glad to be here today with you. And I'm listening to the introduction of, of myself, and I'm always surprised when I hear it. I don't know if you get that way when you hear people read your bio. Depends whether I give them the short version or the long version. The shorter <laughs> the version, the less I'm surprised. <laughs> but <Okay. Yeah. laughs> what surprised you about your introduction? Well, every once in a while, that two decades thing catches me. I'm like, oh, it's actually been that. And then I'm like, oh, and that's plus four now or something close on that front. And then, oh yeah, we do a lot. We do a lot at Red Direction is really what that was for me this morning. And I was a little proud. Well, you should be proud. You know, a lot goes into our work and our lives and there's nothing wrong with being proud of our accomplishments. Cheers. Cheers. Yes, David. So that being said, what's one thing that you're super proud of? Just one? Well, one to start. <laughs> okay. It's like, so if I were to just be anchored in, in this moment here, present with you, the thing that I am most proud of is the clients that I've helped over the years. Because when we talk about 
achievement, one of my specialties happens to be sharing the limelight with other people so that they can learn to shine. And then I can step away and they can stay in their own limelight. They have their own light that they didn't even know they had to lead their business, to achieve their goals, to make the changes that they want to make in in their life and their business. And that's pretty powerful because sometimes it's scary to walk alone. And sometimes it's nice to have somebody who knows what's going on and has been there or can relate in some way. And so I I am proud of that. I am proud of being able to help people reach their goals. And in the same process, in the same vein, then when they're reaching their goals, I'm achieving mine because I've helped them not need somebody like me anymore. Yeah. I mean, to me, it feels a little bit like like being a parent, when you yeah. see when you see a client, particularly one that has gone through some really rough stuff, mm-hmm. or they were in a place where, um, and I know this has happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. I'd love to hear some of your stories. I've had clients where I look at the situation they're in, and I think, "How the heck are we going to get past this? How can I help them get past this?" Mm-hmm. and those are the ones that they're definitely not easy. They're often not quick to resolve. Right. And then something happens and things turn around. I'm thinking about, like in my <laughs> case, two clients like this that were in real struggles personally, financially. It looked like kind of the odds were against them succeeding as entrepreneurs. And again, in both of these cases, I'm going to say it was probably, I know for sure it was more than two years of hard work to really put the pieces in place that have had have resulted in game-changing business where business is now, in both cases, financially successful. They have client work that's really personally rewarding. Their personal situation has improved in part because... The money helps relieve some stress in your personal life. So it's, you know, it's not, it's not such a terrible thing to make some more money so that you can afford things that'll make your life easier. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'd love to hear some of your stories of how you have really felt good about seeing your clients succeed. Sure. Well, uh, there are a couple that come to mind. One is the CEO of a company who came to me and said, I can't grow no matter how hard I try. Every time we make the investment in people, something happens and everything is wonky and we end up contracting again. And we started out that relationship with a a one-year contract. This is what we're going to do. This is when we're going to meet. And all of the work that we do at Red Direction is based in accountability. So when I'm working with somebody, we have a, a system with which we're coming back to, and on regular intervals, we're checking into these, into the work that needs to be done. And are the people in the company that I'm working with, that could be one person, that could be three people, are they successfully completing what I call a present retreat? And once they can get that to your point, light bulbs turn on. So for this particular company, during that year, it, was, it usually is around month seven. People are like, I want instant change. And I'm like, sure. And they're, how about three months? No, 12. <laughs> because we have to get out of our own way and we have to try all of the things and somebody has to be there as we're knocking our head against the wall 
thinking we know what's going on, we just needed a little edge and that that person that we brought in to help us in this consulting and coaching role could, could just push us over the edge. We really, what we're doing, right, David, is we're helping them look at things differently. We're helping them see the world in a view, in, in a slightly different vein. It could be, it could be a different direction. It could be a different facet of a gem, whatever your favorite, you know, idea or imagery could be. And it's about that month seven that the first big breakthrough happens. And all, and it's a big light bulb moment. Like if we we're across the country, I could look the direction that the client is away from Kirkland, Washington, and I could see the sky light up. You know it. You know it. You feel it. That energy is there. And it comes through. And and once that first spark happens, you're right. There is sometimes a cascading effect, and sometimes it's a release so that a little bit more depth can be looked at for the problem that's at hand to continue to work forward. And that's a client that after our initial consulting agreement for a year, what we end up doing is we're touching base quarterly and two to three times a year, we do strategic offsites so that the work that they've been doing can still be practiced. They're doing all of the work on their own. This is a great leadership team. And they just want to make sure they don't have any more blind spots. They want to make sure they haven't left any accountability on the table. And it's all baked into where they're going and what they're doing. Yeah. So is your role kind of a combination of strategic and operational or, or how do you describe it? Yes, it is very strategic and operational. So if, if a company knows where they want to go, we look at exactly where they're at and the gap between where they're at and where they want to go. And then we start breaking down and understanding, well, what do you have? So here's the operational side. And sometimes it's people and sometimes it's process. And usually it's a mix of both. What's available? Where are the hangups? What do we see happening? And how do we take what's working to actually leverage that operational growth forward, that revenue growth forward, that personal development piece forward, which means then at that last one, that personal development piece, what ends up happening is all of us get better. All of us, we get better at communicating. We get better at listening. We get better at understanding and remembering, oh yeah, we set that goal. Oh yeah, that's where we're going in five years. Oh yeah, we made this initiative 18 months from now. And the decisions I'm making today in this moment actually are affecting that. When we can have that awareness projected forward, I call that a true success. And that means a company is on their way. I can come in and facilitate instead of do strategy and operations. And then, of course, add that piece back in. When do you need a little bit more? Make sure that the company has a voice. Make sure that the the CEO is not the good cop or the bad cop, but the person that is guiding something that a group of people have agreed to do. Jess, is there an assumption that there is good product market fit for what the company sells? Not always. I would say by the time companies come and work with me, David, they know how to keep the lights on and they've hit a growth plateau. So to the point of product market fit, that's already been figured out for the most part. If they have been trying to break into a a new market, there's product market fit for the either the market or the product that they're trying to bring to the market and there can be work done in that. But for the most part, we're breaking through the growth plateau and leveraging what they've already done and what they've already figured out. Right. And the way you run a company that may be 
its size today and the way you would run it if it's double the size or five times the size or 10 times the size can be quite different. Correct. Oh, and you know that. I know you know that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this happen many times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we have to get out of our own way. And sometimes we have, even with our best interests, we're in our own way and we're accidentally in other people's way too. Yeah, it's usually both. Yeah. Just tell me a little bit about your own <laughs> career and how you ended up in this particular kind of role. So I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, David. I have a lot to do and I have a lot to figure out and I have a lot to try. So my first company, I was one of four owners. We ended up selling two years after the company had started and we sold for a lot of money to a publicly traded company and I had just dropped out of college. I was 21 and here I was needing to obtain an earnout and grow this company to get all of the money, which by the way, we did. So I'll say yay to that. Wait, so this was a company that, that you started while you were in college? Correct. Okay. This is a company started while I was in college. We ended up dropping out and moving from Kansas to Seattle to take it full-time, right? To be, be all in full-time. And then a company in Minnesota bought us. And what I thought was the most fabulous opportunity and in hindsight, the greatest gift, even though it was really crunchy during that time, was this concept of growth. And I found out the things that I actually do naturally were the things that helped us achieve that earnout, which was, well, we had to look at, okay, well, we had product market fit. We were attractive. We got acquired. So how do we grow what we have? Because we really didn't have the time or the energy and definitely not the margin to get the earnout plus so grow the company through through new product. We had to leverage our existing product. And I was like, well, how do we do this? And I just went to the clients and I looked at them and I grouped them and I said, well, hey, the best, and we know this, right? This was something, this is a, existing clients are always more profitable than acquiring new clients. So I looked at that and I said, well, who are my tier three companies? And what would it, what do they need to be solid tier threes and maybe get a certain percentage of them up into tier two? And then I did the same thing for our tier two clients. How do I get these tier two clients super solid and growing and then maybe we get another tier one client out of that. And that was my focus. And that is what we worked on. And so we made tier three companies. And by the way, this was an e-commerce company. So this is when e-commerce was brand new. And so nobody was really talking about how e-commerce, it was like a bolt-on piece of a business, just like some people still look at their websites, sadly, as bolt-on pieces to their businesses. It was that time. And my job was to make help them think differently about it and integrate it from the inside instead of have, it, have e-commerce being bolted on. And that was the secret to our success at that time. Hmm. So from that point forward, so you were 21 and you sold a company, you got some cash. Yeah. And did you go back to school? Eventually. I worked for the acquiring company for a long time. I did. I was, I not only ran the company that I started with the, the three other people, we were acquiring, I was part of the acquiring team and we would acquire companies like mine. And so I ran an entire portfolio of companies that were separate, but exactly the same underneath, just different technologies. And so we were looking at that growth model and continuing to leverage that over the course of time. And then, yeah, I did. I had this calling back. 
I had made a commitment to myself to go to college. Neither of my parents graduated from college, and it was it was a big deal to me. So I started college in 1996, and I finished college in 2006. <laughs> so there was a point in time that it made sense to start having that conversation, and the conversation was, ooh, I'm so excited. I'm going to, like, instead of partly give my attention to school and do what I said I was going to do for myself and keep that particular promise to myself— I totally went all in and said, okay, I'm done here. I'm going to go back to school. So that's that's another decade. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) The first, that's exactly right. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Uh, So you became kind of an expert in how to grow companies from the very beginning. Because that really, that you said that was your focus in your first company was growth. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Was growth. That's right. And growth through communication and growth through listening to be able to create or prioritize the solutions and the improvements to our product that would drive the growth of our customers. So it wasn't just how does this company that I'm running grow? It was a true layered on, we need to grow and want to grow and my approach was very much, well, so how do we listen to our customers and how do we, how are they looking to grow and how can we really help them with our improvements, feature additions, and prioritizing what we put where in the product? And now today you're with Red Direction. Correct. That's right. So I left there quite a while ago. I did some consulting work in between and as just a consultant. And now what we did is we've taken all of the skills and and we have packaged up a few offerings like the podcast and the Fast Track Your Business program, like talking with companies and hearing what's going on and creating business management reports, like doing this one-on-one consulting that it does have a coaching element, but it is small because accountability is sometimes, I'm not going to help you explore anymore. You have enough to make a decision. So I'm going to hold the space for you to make the decision. And recognizing that time is usually on our side until you milk it a little too much. And then there's that the diminishing return, at which point in time that diminishing return is is reached, I'll be the first to say, David, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's n- You're not going to like it, maybe. You can like it, and it doesn't have to be hard. Jess, who's your ideal client? A company who is at a growth plateau, who recognizes that the core leadership team, it might be an individual, it might be co-founders, it might be a small management team of five to 10, and there's a stuckness. Communication has lagged. People are spread too thin. They don't know how to get out of their own way. Those are the types of things that we solve, and it's not immediate. So these are companies that really recognize and individuals in companies that understand the power of taking the time, building some really good habits, and being able to leverage what's good without starting over. Is there a particular industry or set of industries that you tend to focus on, or is this very industry agnostic? I have worked in many industries, and I am partial to technology and services businesses, because that's, of course, where I came from, right? Technology and being that that e-commerce platform. So I, I have a, an extreme depth and, and excitement about that. However, I also work with retail and 
electricians and plumbers. And it could be individuals that are ready to, that have this and they're like, oh, okay, so I have to go from whatever I have now and we have to structure differently to be able to grow. And so the key is I can keep the lights on. I, I don't have time and I want more time and I don't want to burn out or I'm already burning out. And I'm willing to do, I'm willing to be open to the hard work. Okay, that makes sense. Can we talk a little bit about what it takes to be successful as a consultant in a role like yours? Yeah. Whether you're solo as a consultant or whether you're part of a conglomerate of um, either a small team or even a, a much bigger organization? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, because that's a different role than than the kind of clients that you have. That's correct. So we're talking about us now. How does somebody know who we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I want you to start. Where do you, or where do you want us to start? Well, let, let's actually start from the perspective of someone who has developed expertise over a long career mm. as an employee mm-hmm. and then becomes a consultant. Yeah. But that, that's a lot of people in our audience. Yes. They work for, I would say, 20, 25 years, sometimes 30, 35 and they're mid to high level inside organizations. They're really good at what they do. Yeah. And then they step out either voluntarily or they get pushed out. And yeah. it's like, okay, I'm tired of fitting into somebody else's structure. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm good at. I know the kinds of clients I want to work with. I know how I can help them, but I've never run a business before. Oh, okay. Well, here's the scoop. The first thing I would say is, so, and this, by the way, this is true. We do this. I do this every, in fact, as we're recording, we're recording on a Monday. Usually Mondays I have dedicated, they are solely work days and they're work days internally. And these are my present retreat days. I mentioned that earlier. And here's what my present retreat is. And I suggest every business owner solo or every person who's responsible for finding business, keeping business, growing business and delivering on that business to do this type of a program. It might not be all day. You might not, depending on what your role is and depending on what you've got going on, it might not be all day, but it it probably ought to be at least a couple of hours. And that's where I started. And it's, well, what am I doing? So I already have goals in my role, in my new business. I already have goals. I also know what I want out of this. So I have my immediate goals and I have this vision of what I want this consulting to look like. And so people always worry about the process first. And I'm like, yeah, there are certain things you have to have that you have to check those boxes. But you know what's what matters more and what helps us even more is when we take the time to work on our business, which is separate from in our business. So on Mondays, it's all about redirection. What are our products doing? How are we doing in our marketing strategies? What is our return so far? Do we have what we need? What are the priorities that need to be made? What are the new opportunities that have come up? And that is the day that all of that is reflected on, assessed, and any adjustments or new priorities are set on those days. And the rest of the week, Tuesday through Friday, or whatever days you're working, if you take your vacation in the middle of the week, does or your vacation, your I always take a vacation, which happens to be one or two days a week. But you know, it could just be your days off. Whatever days off you have around that, your work days, you get to be in the business. You get to be totally responsive because when you take that time and you're anchored, all you have to do then is in the business, you'll go, ooh, 
We just talked about that. It fits, it does not fit. Oh, this might be new or I don't know if it fits. That is a key. You set it aside and you wait until your next present retreat time and then you get to include it into your process so that you know what you're working on now. You Shiny object syndrome is reduced and you know that the actions that you're taking in the next week align to where you want to be in three months, 12 months, 18 months. And that is, to me, the biggest key because it'll also say, well, if these are my goals, here's when I need to add a process. Sometimes, I mean, I have a client who just sold their business and they are shifting gears and into a new business. And they went from having a team and being part of leading an organization to being an individual again. And that's where they're starting from. And they were like, we have to have all these things and I'm going to have six months of all these processes. I said, well, you could. I asked a few questions, but the point being, well, you don't need to know the questions. You need to know the outcome was, really? You need your email, you need a website, and you need a way to be able to communicate. And at which point in time you have so many clients, you need to schedule things get a schedule. At which point in time you're spending too much time manually doing invoices, get invoicing software. That's the kind of thing that I think that we overlook and that can slow down the road to our success. And present retreats help that. We'll know. And you recommend doing this once a week? Once a week. I started out at two hours. Four hours is a good sweet spot for most people. And I'm at six. And because I usually take a break and part of, it would be eight. I take an extra long walk typically on Mondays and I do end up having a little bit of busy work that comes from it. So I try and have the first part of that, that little bit of busy work so I can free my head and then I can spend the whole rest of the day in the strategy, in the not only talking about and figuring out how to talk about our strategy so I can talk to the rest of the team about it, Also, how I need to show up and how do I want to say things so I know how to prioritize the work that needs to be done for myself and set the goals so that other people can decide the work that they need to do for themselves. I love that. Jess, we've covered a lot of territory in a short amount of time. Oh, I know. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed, Mm -hmm. or maybe you have a resource that you'd like to mention in particular, where would be the best place for them to go? Sure. If you just want to say hi or ask a question, social media is great. I love LinkedIn. You can reach me directly through the messenger there. You can also come to the reddirection.com website and use the contact form and it'll get to me fairly quickly through our process. I did come prepared. One of the things that we do is we talk to businesses about what's going on in their world and we do a report once a year. And so our 2022 report is all about business preparedness. And we look at business preparedness from four directions. We're red direction. We talk about stuff like that. And there's a report that could be downloaded so you could see what happened from the end of 2021 and how we set up what we saw happening for and to achieve success and to stay focused for 2022. And if you want to take a look and see what that's all about, please do. And I know you have the link to the landing page for that. It's a fun read and it helps us think about things a little differently. So whether we're one person, whether we're a small team, whether we're part of a larger organization, it's it's one of those things when you hear what you're, and especially our audience that we're talking to here, David, when people understand what seems to be on our clients' minds and how they're showing up, it allows us to shape how we serve them and how we speak to them to get them to their success that much quicker. 
I love that. And we will include all these links in the show notes. So Jess, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau and share your story and your insights. My guest today has been the managing partner of Red Direction, Jess Duell. Thank you, Jess, for joining us. Thank you. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. On today's episode with Jess Duell, we learned how to get out of your own way when communication is lagging and people are spread too thin. How do you feel about your business building progress? Would you like to be part of a structured, supportive process to help you implement ideas that you know will help move the needle toward your goals? As a member of the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll have access to a structured process for growth. You'll also be a member of a community that's built to be a safe, caring place where inclusive, direct, active, and empowering conversations are welcome. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support you as an entrepreneur, access to experts, and answers to your burning questions. If you're committed to getting your consulting, coaching, or small business to grow on your own terms so that you can deliver great results to your ideal clients while supporting the lifestyle you want, and you don't want to do it alone, apply to become a member of the Smashing the Plateau community. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com, where we have additional resources to help consultants, coaches, and entrepreneurs build their business after a long career as an employed professional. We believe you should be able to do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm David Schreiner Khan. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.